welcome back to an online friend simulator because everyone can use a friend even online i am francis aka the other guy that friendly voice to remind you that you are not alone in this increasingly unfriendly world thank you again for checking out this lowly little show i really do appreciate it hopefully you're gonna find something that helps you today hopefully you find some humor in a voicemail i'll be playing as well as well, i don't know if i'll say anything funny it's not it's weird you know i'm not really good at comedy by myself or in general really i shouldn't say i'm good at comedy at all um but when i'm with another podcaster or something i usually can pull out a joke or two or three uh but when it's just me i'm all business i'm all seriousness and um i'm gonna <laughs> Uh, and I don't know what to do <laughs> with this voicemail that I will be playing. I'm going to wait till the end. Uh, I normally don't give this, sh this, uh, show the explicit tag. I try to be, um, I try to be, you know, uh, family friendly, I suppose, if that's even a thing, but, uh, I'll, I'll definitely save it for the end. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> How's everyone doing today? How? How are things? How are tricks? I remember when people used to say that, right? How goes things, you know? Uh, nowadays, I don't really meet a lot of people. I don't really uh, talk to a lot of people that ask me how things are going. You know, every week I say, well, you know, I mean it. I want to know how you're doing. And, and it's true. But more and more lately, I've been finding that I'm not really hearing how are you as a greeting anymore. I'm not, uh, I'm not meeting up with too many f people who are familiar, so to speak. They're just people I have to talk to <laughs> for work or for whatever. So I don't really get a chance to, to, to use that line um, and, meaning, and mean it sincerely here i mean it sincerely i'd like to know how you're doing so please let me know tell me what's going on in your world because a lot more or less <laughs> is going on in mine uh some good some bad mostly just whatever um yeah so i i'm really looking forward to hearing what people have to say i i miss those emails i miss those voicemails i miss those comments on the blog so go ahead and do that stuff when you have a chance it's super appreciative if you can when you can um that'd be awesome uh yeah all right well look i'm a little i'm a little out of sorts tonight for one reason and one reason only uh, a lot has been going on so so let me just let me just uh cut all the let, let's just cut all the butter if that's even a word is that a fr maybe that, that's not even a thing i was gonna say cut all the cheese but obviously that, nobody wants to cut the cheese uh so let's just get going shall we everything's perfectly all right now we're fine we're all fine here now thank you how are you Ooh, well han I know that sound. That is the sound of a squeaky chair. Even though I know it's your Stormtrooper uniform, it sounds like the squeaky chair that I had to deal with for many a time when recording podcasts and people would hear it. And I was always annoyed because I would have to edit it out. It was really bad. And I normally didn't edit it out because I am lazy. But how am I doing? Oh, man. 
that becomes a more and more loaded question every time I'm here on the online friend simulator because I really want to be okay. I actually have a friend of mine now who is checking up on me on the regular just to see how I'm doing. I don't know how long that'll last. I hope it lasts for a while because it's nice to have somebody ask me how I'm doing just kind of out of the blue, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I guess I'm not doing all that great still. And I don't know if I'll ever be okay, really. I mean, this is why there's a countdown to therapy, right? Because the hope is that I'll find a therapist who will get me exactly what I need to find that level of peace or that level of whatever that I need right now. Because oh, there's so much, so much going on. Uh, and that's mostly because there's just a lot going on. And one of those things is really tough for me to talk about, but I feel like I want to talk about it because I want to make, you know, I want to put into the um, spotlight a GoFundMe. Now, I went, now that's terrible for me to go straight there, but um, one half of a podcast that I actually met like two podcasters. I actually met at an, a a Northern California convention. I can't remember which one is a Bay Bay area convention, but it's a hashtag all podcasts matter. And one of the co-hosts, um, unfortunately from what I've read, took his own life. Um, his Twitter really showed a mood that he was in. And as a person who has uh, depression and who understands kind of that mentality and that, I you know, maybe not necessarily understand what he was going through, but can can relate a little bit. Um, you know, it felt very real, and it had me thinking a lot because that is, it's so sudden, like it is so unbelievably sudden and again life is so unpredictable and here someone who again i i met once who attended a panel on mental illness that we were doing you know was there to support us and it was great it was great so you know again it was very sudden he leaves behind what looks to be a wife and two children. And they have a GoFundMe. GoFundMe doc. Oh boy. Uh, if you look up, I was going to say, I was going to the name, but it's, it's rather long actually. But if you look up um, Keen, K-E-A-N-E family fund on GoFundMe, you should find this. This is to help pay for funeral costs. From, all of the tweets and all of the responses. I mean, th- this was a great duo and people love this guy. People love Keen and really, really enjoyed the podcast that they produced. Um, I've listened to maybe a couple of their podcasts um, episodes and yeah, you know, it's, it's fun times, you know, they, they talk about geeky stuff. They talk about social issues. They talk about all sorts of things. They, they do a bunch of movie reviews, you know, it's a, it's a very, um, you know, very geek centric, which, I mean, that's the sphere, right? That's the sphere that we're in. And, you know, to see, to kind of see this happen in real time, you know, just kind of the devastation and the aftermath and 
everything. You know, I hope, I hope, I hope that people will, will help and contribute to, to something that is, you know, already difficult as it is. And I really wanted to, um, put that out there. Keen Family Fund, uh, to go fund me to again pay for, um, funeral services. Because, yeah, um, again, this guy was loved, very much loved. And it's really, again, it's really, you know, close to, I don't know. It's just something that just, that's so, I don't know, understandable for me. And so I really hope that that people will, um, if anything, look up the all podcast matter uh, on Twitter um, and just take a look at all of the love and take a look at all of kind of uh, all of the, uh, the sentiment behind the, you know, what happened and um, the reemphasis on how real mental illness and depression is. So check it out. It's at all pods matter on Twitter. If you are at all interested and uh, I really wanted to get that part, you know, squared away so that maybe, you know, anyone who's out there who's listening may feel compelled to help them out. Um, because I think that any, every little bit helps. Um, yeah. Hard to transition out of that, but, um, you know, that's kind of, we're, you know, I guess kind of a, a tangent is that this is what, you know, what the online friend sim- simulator is all about. You know, the purpose of this is to help combat loneliness. Um, maybe even help combat depression through understanding and through relatability and, and, and knowing that, Hey, I, 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 I can feel you. I know what you're going through. I know what it's like, you know, it really reevaluates what I need to do on here, how I need to accomplish it. Cause I, you know, I look at this, I look at the OFS here as an outlet, not just for me, but for other people. You know, I, I use this as a means to communicate and to connect, you know, because I don't get a, an opportunity to communicate and connect on a regular basis. Normally I'm, it's, it's the, the, it's the, uh, curse of the introvert, right? Like I have a really difficult time, you know, talking with other people. It's really tough and really, you know, it it causes me such anxiety. So I'm hoping that, that this helps somebody out there. Like I I realize this isn't for everybody, you know, as I, as I look at the people who listen, I am, I mentioned it briefly on, on Twitter. And if you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I realize this isn't for everybody. And I, I, and I can appreciate that every time I put out a new, um, a new online friend simulator, every time I put out a new episode, more and more people go away. <laughs> and, and maybe it's because I'm not in the best of like, yay, I'm Mr. Happy Go Lucky, you know. Which is kind of funny because I used to listen to a podcast that was this guy was just he was somber and mellow, but maybe he was much more charismatic and much better. He has much a better has a much better um, grasp of the English language than I do. But 
you know, maybe or maybe this is a good sign that more and more people are leaving or are not listening anymore because they're not being they're not lonely or this maybe this doesn't even fit their needs, you know, because I, I, yeah, I don't know, but I'm hoping it means something to somebody, you know, because isn't that what I mean? That's that's life, isn't it? I did this. Because I wanted to find, to have meaning in my life, you know? That's why I did Geek Love Radio. That's why I did all these sorts of things. People have different definitions of what defines their success and what define. I think I've talked about this already. I've talked about this a million times already. But I'm fairly certain. I feel like I have. I mean, I redo podcasts over and over again. Maybe I haven't. And, and this is just me repeating myself. But if I'm repeating myself, feel free to hit me or to unsubscribe, which is not too hard to do. <laughs> but I am constantly trying to find a purpose because we all have a purpose, right? We all want to know we have a purpose for the most part. Some people are very content not having a purpose and wandering aimlessly. Like some people are just fine doing that. The vast majority of people I don't think are okay with that. You know, they want to know that they have an impact somewhere in the world, right? They want to know that they have an impact on someone's life. You know, that's why relationships happen, right? That's why dating happens. That's why couples happen. That's why marriage happens, right? You know, we know that we are now, you know, when you enter into that coupling, you know, you're like, I am making a difference in this person's life. Like I mean something to them and they mean something to me and et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that we're not just finding happiness, but we're finding that constant set of just contentment and, and completeness, right? Happiness is is a drug that kind of goes with it, you know. It, it, it's kind of something that goes along with that contentment and that that happiness, that happiness, that contentment, that satisfaction, right? And for me, you know, that is like for me, it's not, you know, it's not a, a fancy career, it's not a fancy house, it's not um, making millions of dollars. I mean, those, those are all nice things. I wouldn't mind having those things. If someone was willing to give me those things, I'm more than happy to embrace such things, but all I've ever wanted, you know, Oh God, I keep, I think I repeat myself every single week when I say this, but screw it. I'm going to say it again. All I want is to love and be loved. You know, that's my favorite thing in the world. That was the most, my favorite thing ever. Um, because there's something to it. There's just something to it. And it sounds cheesy and that sounds dumb, but I think with that comes a lot of a lot of inspiration, you know. A lot of motivation. I mean, I'm a weirdo. I'm a writer, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I like to I, I when I can pry myself away from futzing around, which I'm hoping again this therapy helps with that. Um, I like to write. And there is inspiration in other people. There was inspiration in love. There was inspiration in romance. There was inspiration in, in, in coupling with somebody, like being intimate with someone. There was inspiration from that. Love it. And it's going to go against everything, the voicemail that we're about to talk about at the end of the show. But whatever. Come on. <laughs> I listened to that voicemail. I can't wait to, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> it, just makes, it just made me laugh. Um, but yeah, you know. So, 
part of that, and, and, it, and look, and look, it's not relegated to just a romantic relationship. I was very fortunate that despite being in a terrible mood over the weekend when I talk about, you know, the main topic today, Comic-Con, I discovered that I have actually amazing friends. Now, mind you, I always knew they were amazing, you know, but I never, ever try to call on them for anything. I'm one of those really wacko people who don't be, go like, hey, uh, guys, I am really bummed out right now. Come hang out with me and make me feel better. Like, I'm not like that kind of person. I, I just can't bring myself to do that. I can't bring myself to, to, to call them up on the phone and be like, look, guys, I'm, I'm struggling today. I just need someone to listen to me. I just, I'm not like that. Because I know that the people that I am friends with don't necessarily roll that way anyway. You know, I have one friend who shows his appreciation and his friendship simply just by being there. Don't have to talk. Don't have to talk about, talk about anything. Just simply just being there physically as a human being is his way of showing how good the friendship is. And it's, a, it's, it was per, it's wonderful. Another friend, conversation, talking, working things out, trying to solve a problem, looking at all the elements and being like, how can we make this thing fix? How, what, what, what are the, what are the elements of this? How can we fix it? How can we make it work? The other one is motherly, you know, providing advice, you know, um, wanting to make sure that I'm okay. I want to make sure I'm taken care of, you know, the other ones like a, you know, the other one, you know, is, I don't want to call sagely because he's not, he's not old or anything, but he has, you know, he has this experience and this, this, this is, you know, wisdom that he wants to impart and make sure that I, that's important to me. And so there's all of these different elements in which I find, wow, I have really amazing friends. Like they're willing to kind of, I, I could totally have destroyed Comic-Con for these people. I could have told, and I kind of did a little bit. I know they're going to say otherwise that I didn't. But I kind of did. I wrote this whole big, you know, the op-ed on Facebook thanking them for just being amazing people. And I'm very fortunate that I have amazing people in my life who are willing to put up with my business. Because in all, in all honesty, like nobody should have to put up with that, that much shenanigans from one person. And I put up a lot of shenanigans. I was not... I was, I was, to say the least, difficult to be around during San Diego Comic-Con. I wasn't moody. I just, just wasn't feeling it. I was like, openly, my depression was not hiding itself one little bit, which I'm usually good at hiding. I'm usually good at hiding it with laughter and, you know, and there were some people I hid it from, sure. I mean, there was one night where I was just crazy and laughing and telling jokes like, you know, how do I like my coffee? I like it. I, I, li I like my coffee like I like my women, hot and in a styrofoam cup. Or oh, I like my – and then I try to make one – you know, I, I try to get a group of people to help me think of tea, you know, and it ended up being tepid and oh, – I can't remember. I can never remember the other one. I like my women, I like my tea, tepid and floral, I think. I don't remember. Anyway. But it was just me being like, I'm an animated clown. Look at me dance and look at me be a fool and clown around. And and I did that for a night to kind of hide and kind of, you know, hide away from, from how I was feeling. And then I went home. Oh, home. I went to, you know, the hotel and unloaded on my, on my friends over there. It was terrible. 
I felt bad. But at the same time, they were they welcomed it and wanted to help me out. So that was awesome. Um, but yeah, and it's all because I'm crazy. Because my brain just doesn't function properly anymore. It has changed, it continues to change, it continues to evolve. And maybe you understand this. I want to know if you guys have felt this. I mean, I'm certain you guys have, you know. Um, by the way, how these friends of mine at Comic-Con treated me, that's how I want to be for you guys. Hopefully, somehow, some way, be that for you guys. Because that's how I normally am. I'm usually the guy that listens, give advice, or all these other things. I adapt to whatever the person needs because I want my friends to be happy. I want my friends to be well. I want them to be in a place of, of contentment and joy. That's what I want. And so I try my best to be that way. And it was great to have it back. But... Again, my brain functions in a very weird way. I have a hard time focusing. I have a hard time getting motivated. I have a hard time. All these different things. Like my brain is all messed up. But there's one thing that hasn't that it has done consistently for a while, which is I there's a person who has impacted my life. And every day, every day I think about this person, even though I'm more or less almost 100% sure they have forgotten about me, that I am not a blip on their radar. I'm fairly certain because they impacted my life. And, you know, you don't forget people like that. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to fix what I have broken because I'm fairly certain I know, well, I don't know, but I'm fairly certain I broke something between myself and this person. And I hope I can fix it. Well, I probably not because I am terrible at everything. But maybe I, you know, you never know. Anyway, I can't harp on all this stuff. So much stuff to cover. But I'm going to talk about facial hair. I am, um, I, I just have to bring this up because I think it's really funny. Uh, I'm growing out my facial hair, which is something I've never done. I shave. I've been shaving since I've been a teenager. I've been shaving forever. And then the stupid face app appears and kind of shows you what you look like with facial hair and everyone was saying yeah you look pretty good with facial hair not everyone but like you know a handful of people so i'm like all right fine you know i can shave it off if i don't like it whatever so i start letting it grow out it's about 10 11 days now since i've let it grown out it's weird. I keep touching it. I keep feeling it. It's it's really weird. I'm not used to having fa hair in my face. I'm just going to say face on my hair, hair on my face. I'm not I'm not used to it. And it's kind of freaking me out a little bit. But, you know, I put a I gave an update on my social medias and people seem to like it, which is equally weird because I'm just like, "Really? Really? It's all patchy and weird. I am freaking Asian, man. You know, Filipinos do not grow facial hair well. At least I don't. And I normally don't see other Filipinos with, with very good facial hair, but I do not grow facial hair well. And here I am growing facial hair. Ugh. Uh, but anyway, so we'll see. I'm going to let it grow out for as long as I feel comfortable letting it grow out, but it's weird. All right. Here's the sound bite I'm going to use, even though it makes no sense, but I'm really tired of Bobby. I don't, I don't know why I use the Bobby sound bite as my topic sound bite, but here we go. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> Gandalf, 
You're too loud. We are the future Charles, not them. Anyway, um, Comic-Con. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about any of the news of Comic-Con. You know what happened. Phase 4 happened. Top Gun 2 happened. You know, uh, Witcher 3. I don't know if Witcher stuff was in. I don't know. Look, I didn't. I, I, I attended one panel for San Diego Comic-Con, and that was the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 uh, moon landing. That was it. I didn't, I, I, I didn't attend anything. Now, mind you, I wasn't pressed this year, so I didn't have like access to Hall H. I didn't have access to a bunch of stuff that I normally would have access to. I was a professional. Look at me, Mr. Professional. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, yes, yeah, so I, I, I didn't see much. Instead, I, I, I'm not going to say I sulked. I walked the show floor a lot. Uh, for reasons I really don't want to get into, but I, I mostly hung out on the show floor while everyone else went to like the pop-up Picard, um, Star Trek Picard, uh, place. And they went to all these different, like, there's, I don't know, like these different, um, okay, let me, let me start from the beginning. So San Diego Comic-Con, if you've never been, is... A convention, obviously, that takes over all of San Diego's lower area called lower area <laughs> called the no <laughs> called the gas lamp district, and it takes over a bunch of stores, it takes over a bunch of restaurants, and so um, if you let's say can't get into the convention itself, which it was highly highly securified and regulated for the most part, I don't know how effective it was, but a lot of security, a lot of badge checks. Anyway, if you can't go there, there's a lot of stuff outside of the convention center that you can go ahead and appreciate uh, that is part of pop culture and geekdom and is still kind of a part of sort of, you know, tangentially related to San Diego Comic-Con. So there it was a place for like NBC comedies. You got the Brooklyn Nine-Nine stuff. You had a Shazam kind of a Christmas uh, carnival. You know, you had... um uh, Detective Pikachu kind of a city thing that you can go into. Uh, if you could go to Balboa Park, there was a Batman 80th anniversary kind of museum where they covered everything except for the Zack Snyder stuff. So you don't see any Batfleck stuff. It's all um, pre-Batfleck. So there's video games and there's VR and you know, there's artists um, talking about their work with Batman and, and like the props and costumes and cars. And there was even this little punching pack <laughs> that every time you punched it, it did the 69 or 66, 66, I think. Not 69, 66 um, Batman zap pow. Like it did sound effects and stuff. It was really cool. Uh, I did attend that. Um, but you can go places throughout the gas lamp downtown area. And still experience kind of promoted things. You know, there was stuff for the boys. There was stuff for the Expanse. There was stuff for Star Trek Picard, which is what I was talking about earlier. People were doing that stuff. They were kind of really um, absorbing the geekdom that is SDCC. So I talk about it every year. It's even though I was in a mood, it's still one of my you know, it's still one of my favorite places to have, uh, to experience and to ha gain memories and to kind of be a part of. It is one of my um, 
favorite conventions, you know, because a lot goes on during this convention. There's, it's a, it's also a time to, to reconnect with my friends from all over the world and all over the country. Well, actually, all over the country, not really all over the world. And it's just a great place to hang out and just do things because you're amongst so many other geeks and it's just a lot of fun. A lot of, co- well, not a lot of cosplay really. Minimal cosplay. Um, but just a lot going on. Uh, a lot of news, you know, again, they, they drop trailers there. They drop, um, exclusives. They show screenings of, of, of movies and things like that. So it's, it's a, I think they did screened, uh, Batman Hush, the new DC animated film. So like they do all of this stuff here, all of this stuff. They, I think they even did, um, Agents of Shield here too. And, you know, you get to meet the celebrities. They're all over the place. You can take pictures with them. You can see them roaming on the show floor if they're not big enough. Like, I saw the voice actress for, um, oh, sh- I can't, uh, I'm jolly. Oh, my God. I can't remember her name. But she's a part of Overwatch. Uh, an Overwatch voice actress. Uh, she was also on, uh, but she does TV, too. But she was walking the show floor. And, and, and you'll see kind of... Um, I guess the 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 less screen time type of celebrities walk in the floor, so that that's a thing that people enjoy about the convention. But the biggest thing, really, again, is just being there in person for the big announcements and for the big reveals, and you get to see the celebrities on stage, and you get to to ooh and ah and cheer with your fellow geek and nerd, and just have fun that way. Uh, even if it means for many people sitting in the um, Hall H line for a day, which still amazes me that that's a thing. Like the lines aren't as long as they used to be, but boy, do people still want to wait in those lines. And then Conan O'Brien has his thing too. And like, there's just a lot to do. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con is, I mean, it's everything that everyone says it is. Like, you know, you hear the hype, you hear all of this, like, well, is it really worth my time? Is it really worth trying to, you know, fight through um, a ticket lottery and through like a hotel lottery? Like, is it really worth doing all that? And the answer for the for the most part is yes. Unless you were in, you know, unless you were me and just feeling like, you know, all sorts of garbage, then maybe not so much. Um, but I mean, I still. You know, I still had a good time at like the Nintendo. Nintendo has has a whole um, area in the Marriott, which is which is attached to the uh, to the uh, San Diego Convention Center. So Nintendo had a thing, and there's like uh, pinball machines there too for like some type of. Re- I guess there's you know to sell, but you can play them if on your on your downtime if you have any downtime. There's video games. There's D and D. There's board games. There's knights fighting each other. There's also, I mean, I think I've seen it all for the most part. Like, other than like actually sitting down with celebrities, which is my biggest, you know, my biggest celebrity thing was sitting down with the people from um, Arrow a few years back, where I was, we were part of the roundtable for Arrow. Like that was fun. But aside from that, everything else, too much stuff. Too much stuff yet, you know. That's why it's four days and and preview day. Bunch of exclusive stuff there too. C- congratulations, to everyone got exclusives. I bet you had. I bet you're enjoying your fancy schmancy jacket and your, you know, your dumpster fire stuff. Good on you. Had a hard time getting that stuff. Oof. Um, but overall, 
look, it's worth it. It's worth it. Even if you have people, you know, unwittingly trying to dodge you left and right, which was my experience uh, on one evening at the convention, just like, huh, uh, I, 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 I thought I was a little, I thought I was a red rubber ball being thrown at a person. They were dodging me so much. It was really crazy. Um, you know, anyway, so there you go. I always have rave reviews for San Diego Comic-Con. They have so much to do, so much to see, so much to buy. Sunday night, which is usually the slowest Sunday night, it ends at five on a Sunday. It's just a Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, which is usually the slowest of any convention. The show floor was packed. Just you could barely squeeze through. People were just still there for the longest time. People wanted things. People wanted to be a part of something. People wanted to take a picture with Sailor Moon, for instance, or you know, see the crest, uh, see Bikini Bottom, or which apparently no one has ever heard of SpongeBob. And I tried a SpongeBob impression, and apparently didn't go well with my friends because apparently nobody has seen SpongeBob. But anyway, beside the point. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to next year. Solid 10 out of 10. No matter what. I mean, you know, no matter what. It, it, it is, for me, everyone goes for a different reason. I have, uh, you know, I have a few people. I, I have, I have, I don't have. But, uh, you know, some of my friends go strictly for the panels. Others go for um, interviews, weirdly, you know, weirdly enough, you know, because <laughs> they're press. Um, others go for the news. You know, the newsy part of Hall H and uh, the Indigo Room and uh, whatever, like all of those different places. Everyone ha- is there for something different. Me, I'm just there for the people. I'm just there to be around people I like and spend a great time with people I appreciate and enjoy. And that's what I did. I I spent a good time with all of them. And I'm, I'm really, really happy I got to spend time with these people because it just reaffirmed like, hey, I'm not, you know... As crap as I feel quite often, it's not as, you know, I have, I'm very fortunate to have really fantastic people in my life that um, are there, <laughs> you know, that that are there and I get to be around. And so I'm very hashtag blessed. Uh, I was there as a professional, as I said, I did a panel for uh bronies and i will 100% admit i was out of my element everyone had watched the show for the last 10 years i haven't i only saw it for two maybe three once the people that were that i was um either friends with or uh, interested in kind of moved on and did their own thing and kind of left me in the dust which is fine um, whatever you know uh i kind of moved on too and like you know and and everyone just kind of moves on and and I felt very awkward in the bad place. Like my my jokes didn't even land with these folk, you know. And mind you, I'm a terrible joke teller. So, but it was still, you know, I got my, I got my little placeholder thing. I got to be on a panel, which is more than a lot of people can say, I think. And so I I was very content with that. Um, it was a good time. So huge shout out to. Uh, right Cow Left Coast for allowing me to be a part of it. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint. I feel I feel really bad. I'm like, I am so not supposed to be here. Like, these people 
are so much more like knowledgeable and so much more in the know and have done the conventions and have done all the things that I'm just here kind of like, I kind of remember stuff. I kind of remember who these people are. I kind of like, yeah, I don't even know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm thankful. Don't get me wrong. I am thankful and gracious. I'm maybe not being gracious right now, but I'm super thankful and, um, I super appreciate it. Um, yeah. I guess I should just crammed like eight seasons before I got there. Just so I knew what I could I could contribute more. But anyway. So that's my coverage of San Diego Comic Con. Again, all the new stuff is out there. It's been all all social media. You know what you know what's going on. But to be there is such an experience. Um and again, so much to do, so many lines. And it was nice weather. Oh my gosh, it was super nice. Like it was comfortable. I barely broke a sweat and I normally like die. I'm like drowning in my own sweat by the end of the day. I was pretty good by the end of it. Anyway, that's it. Thank you very much for that. I don't know who I'm thinking, uh, I guess for listening to me talk about that. Let's move on to um, a couple other things. Let's uh, do feedback. What? No. Ooh, I really should lower the volume on that. Uh, feedback, feedback, feedback. If you can, if you can, if you want to leave feedback over at sincerestarcasm.net, you can also write in show at gmail.com. If that's something you want to do, you can also, uh, voicemail us in, which I will play a voicemail at the end of the show, three, four, seven, four, five, zero, four, three, three, five. And in, um, I was gonna say in honor, but, um, in relation to, uh, the last online friend simulator, number 40, right? 40, yeah, 40. Uh, in regards to karma, Tony, who was the one who brought up the topic, says the following, Francis, I thought I'd talk a bit about the topic of karma a bit, especially since I was the one that brought the topic up to you. I do get where you're coming from when you say that everything is random. There is some truth to this. No one really knows what's going to happen to them because, as I've heard it said, life is full of surprises. No one can predict the future because anything could happen, especially when it comes to things like acts of God, bad weather, good weather, accidents, or even when or sometimes how someone will pass away, which... Uh, I I guess I kind of talked about earlier. (laughs) Uh, I'm fine with that. However, there is a bit more to things from my point of view. The way I have always and always will see things is that we are all connected. In some cosmic way, we are all like George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. The character of George Bailey got to see a wonderful thing, how life would have been if he had never existed. In a way, he was shown how his karma had a positive or negative impact on on himself and those around him. I'm a firm believer in this concept. Everything I do will have some kind of impact on myself and others, even if I don't see the immediate results or see how it impacts on a larger or smaller scale. Everything I do and any, everything anyone does has some impact on someone or groups of someones. I do, don't, don't do good, uh, excuse me, sorry. I don't do good because I have to. I do good because I'm supposed to. If I don't do anything, then it's going to affect someone or something in some way, shape, or form. I also believe that since we are all connected, that karma will happen. It's kind of like a cosmic way of looking at Newton's third law of motion. Newton's third law of motion says for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I pretty much see karma in that way. So it's why I strive to not only to make my life better, but to make others better in the process. In some way, my actions will come back and bless me when the time is right. All right. Um... 
I don't know if you could use Newton's third law because it says for every action there's an uh, equal and opposite reaction. So in other words, if you do any good, the opposite will happen to you. And maybe that's why it happens to me. Like I find that all uh, no good deed goes unpunished in my in my world. <laughs> like that's my definition of good deeds. Like I'll do something that I think is pretty good, and then just nothing good comes from it. So maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, bad stuff happens to people who do good, and, and in order for good things to happen to you, you must be evil. I uh, know that's not what you meant. <laughs> I know, and I know, I know. That's not what you meant. Um, look, I would love. I'm happy you think that way. I'm happy you believe that way. You know, I think that's a again a huge part of those who may are who are religious or have a belief in God or something. It's a great way of believing that the world is, you know, fair and just. So I'm not here to change your mind otherwise. Um, you know, I just. I just can't bring myself to think that way. And I, you know, I, I, I think of how, yeah, I just think, I just, yeah. Anyway, again, I, I don't want to, there was a couple examples that came up to my head of, of people who, you know, like I reconnected with, but nothing came from it good or bad. It was just like, Hey, and then, you know, life moved on. There's a couple of people that happened to where, I'm neither, I mean, maybe, like you said, maybe it'll happen in the end, but again, that is very, you know, I, I like, I, you know, I, I like to believe that and I'm not going to be the, and I, I, I kind of have to be just, just for the sake, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for like two seconds here. But like, I think of, you know, I think it's like third world countries or I think of places where everyone suffers and I hate to do that because again, you know, I don't want to belittle people who suffer, you know, in their own sphere, in their own world, you know, they suffer. We all suffer in some way, shape or form. It doesn't lessen our suffering just by saying other people suffer as well. But I look at the, you know, I look at those other places. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What good ever happened to the people of like starving nations that never get food and then die of starvation? Like where's the karma there? Or for dictators who live really great lives for the rest of life and life and then die, you know, in luxury or criminals who criminal empires that, 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 you know, sell, I don't know, illegal whatever's all over the place and they happen to live a cush life. Maybe they live in fear, but you know what? They live well. I mean, I don't know. I, again, I want to believe. I would love to. I'd love to believe. I'd love to be in that world because then I'd have hope. And I know I hold on to hope because hope is the idea that, you know, maybe good, that there's a possibility of good, but I don't know. So thank you, Tony, for that. I, I don't want, again, I don't, I, I, I'm dwelling on it way more than I should. I really do appreciate it. Now let's get to the meat of things. This is going to earn me, earn, earn this episode of Online Friends Simulator with an explicit tag because I am not going to edit out the f-bombs because it adds to what makes this funny so huge huge thank you to tommy for this one he no this is i mean this is right up my alley for sense of humor so take a listen enjoy hi francis the other guy frankie how are you doing god damn it look you're taking this shit way too seriously okay way too heavy just relax dude Okay? These relationships aren't what you think they are anyway. You know, I, I mean, I was married for a while, right? I was married to an Afghani, an Afghanistan woman. I, I was walking along, you know, 
behind her, about three feet behind her, and a moolah went the other way while I was walking with my wife in Afghanistan. He said, look, dude, the Koran says you're supposed to walk in front of your wife. I said, yeah, well, in the Koran, there weren't minefields. There weren't minefields, Polly. There weren't minefields. All right, one time, I had a different wife, horrible wife, right? So she dies. Okay. So we have a funeral. So the guys, the pallbearers, are carrying her casket out the front door of the church after the uh, the funeral service, right? Well, they bonked against the uh, side of the doorway accidentally on the way out. Bonk. And from in the, inside the casket, we heard, oh, oh. Like, oh, fuck, what the fuck is that? So they opened the lid of the casket. I'll be goddamn that the bitch wasn't still alive. Still alive. So she comes out. She lives for two more years. Two more fucking years, right? All right. So then she dies. This time for real. She dies after two years. Okay, so there's another another funeral. They're carrying her out of the front door of the church again, the pallbearers. And I said, whoa, 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 guys, 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 God damn it. Be careful. Whatever you do, don't knock against the door. Don't knock against the door, Cubby. Remember what happened last time. All right. Whatever you do, don't send it to heydickface at mail.com or to jcuf at mail.com. Don't check out the podcast. Just completely uncalled for. Just don't fucking do it. Bye. Oh, my God. Ah, bringing in a little sincere sarcasm slash critical moment of awesome into my humble little online friend simulator. <laughs> I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, and I and I I, I get it, but uh, yeah, yeah, Tommy, uh, oh, he makes me laugh. <laughs> so that to me, that's funny, and has earned this episode an explicit tag. If you didn't like it, let me know. Just curious if you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, but you have, hey, look, you, you know, you have all this. You have always to contact him as well. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like, oh, man, he said that. Oh, there's where we're going. Great. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, there you go. Ah, folks, folks, what a ride, huh? What a ride of an episode. This online, uh, online friend simulator is brought to you by the fine patrons at patreon.com slash aka the other guy. If that's something you want to do, you could be like right cow who is contributing to the show. You can do so too. That'd be awesome. Helps keep the lights on. Gives, uh, you know, gives uh, some some cushion to make sure that, that there is money in the coffers to continue to put this show up and on the air. Or you can send me a coffee, KO-FI. A cup or two would help. Definitely. Make sure that the show continues going. If you want to send me feedback, ofsshow at gmail.com is the email address. O-F-S-H, oh, sorry, O-F-S-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Uh, all emails appreciated. If you have any thoughts on if you went to San Diego Comic Con, what you love about it, love to talk about it in the next, next episode. 347-450-4335 is where you can go if you want to be like Tommy and leave a voicemail. Um, more than happy to play it on the air, just like I did here. 
sincerestarcasm.net is the website. If you want to leave a comment on an episode, just like Tony did, he did so on the website. You can do that there. And if you want to follow me on my social medias, like Twitter and Instagram, it is at AKA the other guy. And that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for hanging out. I, you know, no, no matter how I feel, I always have a good time doing this, even if it's by myself. Um, and apparently I can talk because this is a longer episode than usual. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's always a fun time. And please, you know, remember that no matter what goes on in the world around you, online, anywhere, if you ever need someone to listen, if you ever need to stray away from feeling that loneliness, you have a friend in me. Talk to you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.